Hey guys, welcome to the shit show of my 20s. I'm so excited that you guys are here. My name's Sophia. I started this podcast in the beginning of April and I got furloughed at the end of March. And quite honestly, it was so hard for me to comprehend and deal with that. I was like, I have two choices right now. I can start the podcast that I've always wanted to start or I can let this really deter me and start emotional eating and just sit on the couch and do nothing. And I decided to go with the first choice. And I'm so glad that I did because I've got to meet so many inspiring people from all over the world. And I hope that you guys see yourselves in some of these stories because I've just been having so much fun. This has been lighting me up so much. And I'm really glad that I put myself out there and decided to start it. You know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to start it. And I'm so glad that I just did that. And I know as an introvert, it's been pretty hard to like put myself out there, talk in front of a camera, talk to all these people I don't know. But I feel like this has been such a growing experience for me. And I feel like I need to share that with you guys because maybe there's something in your life that excites you but kind of scares you at the same time. And maybe it's time to step into that. Today's guest is Michelle. We talk about what inspired her to start her jewelry company, her travels, how she met her husband, and so much more. So let's get started. So thank you so much, Michelle, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you and getting to know more about your story. Tell me about you, what your stories look like so far, and how you got to the career you have today. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Michelle. I'm from Hanalei, Kauai. And I have a jewelry company called Exo Hanalei. Um, it's mainly all online. And I started doing jewelry when I was about 15 years old. I'm a self-taught jewelry maker. And I studied um, studio art in Santa Barbara, California at Westmount College. And then went off to live in Florence, Italy for a year and a half after I graduated from college. And once I finished college, I knew I wanted to have my own company. So I was always very entrepreneurial growing up. I sold little crafts on my street. I sold lays and always loved doing that kind of stuff. Um, so a couple of years after I graduated from college, I opened up a boutique in my hometown and started making and selling more jewelry over there and it kind of blew up so that's when I started my online business and grew my Instagram and now I work full-time selling my jewelry online through mainly through Instagram and online and it's been a wild ride but it's been amazing and do you like sketch the designs how do you come up with the designs most of the time, I, I, it comes to me in my mind, and I, that's kind of how I do it. I don't really sketch. Every once in a while, I'll sketch something out so I don't forget it, but mostly I just kind of come up with it. I think of it in my mind and then just do it. <laughs> awesome. And what was that year like for you in Italy? That was the most amazing year of my life. Um, I actually studied abroad in Florence, Italy for a semester. And then after that semester, when I graduated, well, I met my husband in Italy, actually. 
Um, so yeah, my husband and I met in Italy. He's from Europe, and um, that's when I was studying abroad. When I was still in school, and then once I graduated, that's why one of the reasons why I moved back there for a year and a half was to be with my husband. He wasn't my husband then, but <laughs> my boyfriend then. And just to see where the relationship went. And then I also had a, um, a internship over there. And then I was also studying jewelry. Um, but it was amazing. I love Italy. Um, it's such an amazing country. and It was the best experience like I could have asked for living on my own in Italy. It was just amazing. And are you guys still long distance, or are you guys both live in California? No, no, we live together now. We're married. We've been married for um, three years now. Awesome. And did you think you were going to marry him? Oh, um, no. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to marry him. Um, I mean, it was kind of like a love at first sight type thing, and we just randomly met in the street in, at night in Italy, like with a group of friends, and and we just really liked each other like at first sight and I didn't speak Italian he didn't speak English and we we, I don't even know how we communicated it was crazy like we would translate on my phone to communicate with each other and we're kind of just inseparable the whole time I like obviously eventually learned Italian he started learning English but um at first it was really hard because we translated on my phone so it was really funny but um yeah, so we were kind of inseparable, like, the whole time I was studying abroad there, and then um, it was long distance for two years, or a year and a half, and then that's when I moved over there to see, like, where it would go, and then it just worked out, ended up working out, and he moved here with me, and now we're married. <laughs> and how was that, doing the long distance? Oh, the long distance was so difficult. It was super difficult. It was, like, probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do, just because it's such a huge time difference and we weren't able to see each other for like eight months one time. So it was, yeah, it was super hard. And then the language barrier, but if we could get through that, we could get through anything. So it all worked out in the end. And what tips do you have for any couples that are long distance? Um, definitely make time just to, video chat like video chatting was like super important for us just to like see so we could see each other definitely make time to talk every single day or else it probably won't work out you have to communicate as much as possible try if if possible like set like a date where you know you'll see them so you have something to look forward to so you can kind of just so you're not like super sad all the time so you know oh I'm gonna see them this day like this day even if it's far away that you still have something to look forward to and just like small gifts if you can send each other letters even in the mail is really cool but anything you can do just to just to stay close and at least see each other on video and stuff as much as possible and how was that like opening up your own business? Did you always know that this was going to be the business you wanted to pursue? How did you decide it has to be, that this was going to be the, your business? Yeah, I kind of always knew I was going to do something related to... Because, I mean, I, I studied studio art, but that wasn't... Like, actual painting and that kind of art wasn't always what I envisioned myself doing. 
Um, I kind of always knew I was going to do something with jewelry because even when I was in um, school, like I, when I was in college and high, high school and college, I sold jewelry like off of my fingers, off of my neck, like to my friends and acquaintances. So it kind of was just, I think it was something that was just meant to be. I de- definitely took like a couple year break where I didn't really think that was what I was going to do. Um, but then once I had, cause this, the little boutique I had, it wasn't just jewelry. We actually had a lot of stuff. We had other accessories, skincare, makeup, all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't just jewelry, but once the jewelry kind of took off in the boutique, it's when I realized like, Oh, I think this had like, there's some potential for this to be like something bigger. Um, and that's when I started my website and then kind of just worked my butt off every single day to gain, um, not just to gain followers on Instagram, but just to gain more people that would be interested in my jewelry and just to spread the word and stuff. And then it just kept growing and growing, but it wasn't easy. It definitely took a lot of dedication and hard work and I had to show up every single day, you know? And how often do you post on Instagram? Um, at first, I posted on Instagram pretty much every single day, um, which is really hard to keep up with. But when you're growing, you kind of have to do that. Um, and I post on stories every single day. I, I feel like that's really important to connect with your audience, um, to just be really consistent. Because if, if, if you don't show up some days, it's like people will kind of forget not forget about you, but they might think, oh, what's going on? Or, I mean, not, sometimes I'll take like one day off every once in a while, but I'll at least post one thing on my story every single day, but it's better to post like five to 10 stories. Um, but, and then now, now in the last like few months, I've actually been posting on my actual Instagram. Like sometimes I'll do every day, but sometimes I'll do like once every other day, but I will always post on my stories every single day. And if you had to start your Instagram all over again today, what type of things would you focus on the most? But if, yeah, I think I would focus on quality content. I think that's super, super important. Because when I first started, I always had like quality content, but I feel like it wasn't as cohesive as it is now. Um, my biggest um, thing is make sure you have like the same um, editing style throughout all your photos. So it's cohesive. Even though some people say they don't really care if your Instagram is cohesive, I think it's very, very important to have even all the same tones. Like with what I do with my photos is I um, have a filter that I, not a filter, sorry, a preset that I use for all of my photos so that when you're looking at my Instagram as a whole, it's all cohesive. Even if the pictures are kind of different styles, it still looks good together. Um, so that's a huge thing. I feel like that's what helps you um, gain more followers and people find, find you easier and they can tell exactly what you're about by having that like good look about your Instagram because if you're all over the place and people will be like what is this about like why should I even follow this person and it's good to just have like a cohesive looking page and how do you shoot content and like I know you're doing jewelry pieces how do you keep it interesting 
That's a difficult one. I feel like I always have to look, I always have to find inspiration for that kind of stuff. Um, I will save Pinterest photos for inspiration. I'll look through like fashion magazines. I will look through Instagram, save photos. I I don't like to copy anyone's photos. I like to just use things for inspiration and then think, oh, that's a good like layout or I like that prop. And then a lot of times I'll have to like invest in like certain props and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, that's a hard part um, about having your own businesses. You have to be like the photographer and like the social media person. Um, you kind of have to do everything. Um, so um, photos just so I have some content to post or some every once in a while, even when I'm on vacation or I'll go stay at like a hotel or something to get like a new, like your house all the time. <laughs> so if I'm like going to a cool hotel or something, I'll bring like a bunch of jewelry and then like take some flat legs or stuff like that. So I try to keep it interesting. And do you use influencers for your marketing? Do you use Instagram ads? I don't use Instagram ads. I do use Instagram influencers, but I'm very particular who I use. I like to build a relationship with, with the influencer first. I don't go and pick random influencers that have millions of followers or hundreds of thousands of followers. I like to find someone that, I can re- kind of relate to and then follow them for a while and kind of find like out their personality and stuff and see if there's some someone that's in my niche of people who would like my jewelry and then I will reach out to them after a while of following them that's how I find them but I don't do a lot I don't have tons of influencers I kind of just have a handful of people that I kind of handpick and choose and see if they would fit my brand and stuff like that and what do you look for in them I usually look for someone who's really like relatable and real and someone who's not too like uppity or just people that are easy to relate to you know like people that kind of just seem like me and you even though they're influencers and someone who's very, like, honest, gives honest reviews and that kind of stuff. Like, they seem like they're really honest and not just showing people stuff just to make money or um, gain followers and stuff like that. And do you have, like, a favorite piece that you've created so far? Or, like, favorite pieces? Yeah, I think... For me, my style is super simple, so I always lean towards pieces that are, like, the most simple and that you can just layer together. So I always love the um, just kind of, like, basic chains and, like, um, stackable bracelets that we have. Um, Those are kind of my favorite pieces and, like, just plain hoops and stuff because I have a super simple style. And then... I think one of my favorites, those are, is like the, um, 
I have a coin called the St. Christopher medallion. And that's probably one of my favorites because it kind of looks like a flower and a coin together. I love that piece. And what tips would you give to someone who wants to start an online store? Um, I would say that you have to find your niche and have like a vision of exactly what you want to sell and kind of focus on like a main, like focus on your brand and make sure everything kind of goes together that, so it's not like just random things, but like something that people, when people see it, they see, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is that brand. Like keep with one style kind of, and then, um, find your social media platform that you want to like focus on the most whether it be TikTok, Instagram, I think social media is super, super important when you have an online business. Um, yeah, if you want to do TikTok, Instagram, Facebook groups, find one of those and focus on them. Really, like, focus all your attention on that to gain customers and find your niche. And once you do that, then you'll just start building your brand and your online business and it will slowly build and yeah that's my best advice and uh, also have but also have every social media platform that you can have but just one that you focus on the most but it is important to be relevant in all the social media categories facebook instagram possibly tiktok if it goes with your company are you on tiktok yeah i'm on tiktok it's confusing <laughs> I'm, that's not my main thing i'm I'm still getting a hang of TikTok. It's it's kind of hard. I feel like I need someone to edit my videos for me. I'm not very good at that. Yeah, it's hard because you have to capture people's attention so fast, you know, because they're constantly scrolling. I've only got, like, only one of my videos went viral, but it wasn't jewelry. It was actually of me in Italy. So I think that's why, because Italy is so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. How have you been creating videos with um, jewelry? Do you, like, show how to wear it or? Yeah, I, I'll do, like, some of the trends where it's, like, you know, some people change their outfits. Instead of changing the outfits, I'll change, like, the jewelry. And then I'll do just kind of um, Yeah, I'll do, like, the one where they change the outfit. But instead of the outfit, the jewelry. And then... Um, what other ones have I done? I think I've done a few other ones. I'm trying to like go through TikTok and try and get more creative with it though. Cause I haven't really come up with really good ideas yet. I feel like my ideas haven't been that original on TikTok. <laughs> I'll have to work on TikTok. And your video that went viral, what was it? Was it like a video of you in Italy or what were you doing? Yeah, a video of me on, on this balcony in Italy. Um, I opened the balcony, um, we were staying at this cool Airbnb, and I opened up the balcony door, because we had this big balcony overlooking um, Rio Maggiore, which is in Cinque Terre, Italy, um, and it's this beautiful beach town, um, it's really famous, but um, we had this big balcony that was overlooking the whole city, so it was really cool, and that was what the video was, I just opened the door and then walked out onto the balcony, <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Do you have a favorite place in Italy? 
Oh, it's hard to choose a favorite place in Italy. It's just so beautiful. Um, but last time we were there, last summer, we had the chance to go to Capri, Italy, and it was amazing. I think that was one of my favorite places so far that I've been in Italy. And can you talk a little bit about um, jewelry for sensitive skin? What do you recommend if someone has sensitive skin? Yeah, so all of the jewelry we make is hypoallergenic and really good for sensitive skin because it is. So we, we have two, we use two different materials in our jewelry. Most of it is 14 karat gold filled, which is a base. Um, it has a base of um, bra, a, bra, a brass core, sorry, a brass core, and then a very thick layer of real 14 karat gold over it. So you're, if you're, you have sensitive skin, the only thing that will touch your skin is the solid gold, which most people with sensitive skin can handle. If you can handle solid gold, you can wear our jewelry. Um, there are, I know there are some people who might be a little bit allergic to gold, so obviously they wouldn't wear that. But then we also have sterling silver pieces, solid 925 sterling silver pieces. Not as many as the gold. We kind of stick mostly to gold, but sterling silver is obviously amazing for sensitive skin as well because it's totally hypoallergenic. And then one other material we use for our jewelry is um, gold vermeil, which is a 925 sterling silver base with a real layer of gold on top. Uh, and the difference between the gold vermeil and the gold filled jewelry is that the gold filled is totally waterproof. And then the few pieces that we have that are gold vermeil, we don't recommend wearing in the water um, just because the, um, the bonding of the gold isn't as strong as gold filled, but we still um, recommend all of that for sensitive skin. And are you supposed to wear your jewelry in the water? Um, you can if it's gold filled, solid gold or sterling silver. You totally, totally can. Even in the ocean, even in the pool, just wash it off with fresh water afterwards and pat dry. But um, yeah, if your jewelry is like plated or vermeil, we don't recommend going in the water with it. And do you know if like it affects how long you'll have the jewelry if you put it in the water? Um, no, it shouldn't affect it, especially if you wash it off after. Um, and then, but the things that could affect your jewelry lasting um, would be things like perfume. If you get your like perfumes or cleaning supplies, stuff with harsh chemicals, that kind of stuff on your jewelry, then it can deteriorate it faster. So we always recommend um, removing your jewelry if you're going to put on like tanner self tanners or stuff like that that has um certain strong perfumes or chemicals in it and especially if you're like using like a household cleaner to clean your shower or something like that i recommend taking off like rings and that kind of stuff that would come in contact with it and how often is your jewelry supposed to last how long is it supposed to last um I have pieces that have lasted, I have my cousin, she's had some pieces for like 10 to 15 years and she still wears them, so they last a long time. And then with like thin chains and stuff, um, with really thin chains, because we do have some chains that are pretty thin, and they can sometimes break, but then we'll always offer to repair it for you. 
um, if something does break. So, yeah, our stuff lasts for a really long time. And we always offer um, repairs on things if anything ever breaks, too, which is cool. And can you talk about why it was, like, important for you to create affordable jewelry, how you came up with the pricing on your jewelry? Yeah, um, the reason why I wanted to create affordable jewelry so younger girls could also have access to um, quality pieces that they could wear and not spend a couple hundred dollars on a piece so that they could have at least a few pieces that they could wear every day and it wouldn't tarnish on their skin or turn their skin color or irritate their skin so that they can just have pieces that are timeless and that they can wear for years and not have to spend a fortune on them and um so did you have a second question for second part to that question oh how did you come up with your pricing oh yeah so pricing is kind of we just have a, a formula for our pricing um so it's not a lot of jewelry companies will mark their pieces up a lot, like 10, even like 10 times sometimes. So we didn't want to do that. We decided we wanted to have um, affordable jewelry for everyone and not mark it up 10 times. So we have just a standard formula for how much we mark it up, and it's a fair price for everyone, even though we still are able to like keep up stay in business and make a profit but it's still like a good price for people and my customers are really happy with our prices so that's one of the main things that people talk about is how good the quality is and the pricing as well is there anything you wish people would know about jewelry um I think I try to keep my customers really um, informed on everything. Uh, I think the one of my top tips, though, for taking care of, like, gold-filled jewelry um, is to have, like, a, keep an old toothbrush and then scrub it clean with some dish soap, and that will get off any, like, grease or residue, and it will keep your pieces really shiny and new. That's one good thing to know about jewelry. Even with you can even do that with salt gold jewelry or um, sterling silver. And how old are you? I'm twenty six. And how have your twenties been like so far? My twenties have been a wild (laughs) roller coaster. (laughs) I we started out with was when I was studying abroad in Italy and like the difference between then and now is just insane like how much I've like changed and matured between when I was 20 and 26 is just crazy and how much I've gone through is just like there's just so much that went happened and life is just like a roller coaster especially in your 20s (laughs) and what was that transition like for you from uh, when did you start working your business full-time? Yeah, so I actually started doing jewelry full-time two exa- just about exactly two years ago is when I kind of made the leap is when I moved to California and I decided I'm just going to do, I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to try and do jewelry full-time. And it was definitely a struggle at first because I 
kind of just started growing my Instagram. I think I only had a thousand followers maybe on Instagram. Um, and I was only doing, I was probably only doing a couple, I think I was only doing a handful of sales a week. Um, so I was kind of like barely getting by at that point, but then I decided I'm just going to focus all my attention on jewelry, on my website, on growing my business. And it just slowly just kept growing and growing. I just showed up every day. I did lots of giveaways and just did as much as I could to keep growing my business. And, um, it kind of was just like a really slow upward, like consistent thing, which was cool. I've come a long way though in two years. That's for sure. That's <laughs> awesome. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Oh, my gosh. To my 20-year-old self. <laughs> Seems like so long ago. But um, I think I would just say that everything's going to work out. And that everything's going to work out and not to stress out so much. Just have as much fun as you can while you're still really young. I feel like when you're 20, you're still, like like a baby almost and then just to have fun and not focus so much on what what your future is going to look like but just kind of like live in the moment but also but also try and find what you're passionate about and then start working on that as soon as you can what's something that's lighting you up right now um just focusing on growing my business I'm really passionate about it so just thinking about it growing and growing is really exciting to me um this last month has actually been our most successful month ever so that's something that's really like me up and I'm really excited about that awesome and is there any questions that you wish I would have asked you I feel like you asked some really good questions. I feel like you kind of covered almost everything. So I think no. (laughs) So thank you so much for doing this. Where can people connect with you? Um, Instagram is the best way to connect with me. I'm always on there. I'm always responding to DMs. And my Instagram is X-O-H-A-N-A-L-E-I. Awesome. X-O-H-A-N-A-L-E-I thank you guys so much for listening i'd love if you can leave me a review on itunes please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with i hope you guys have a great rest of your day